0: So, I think I offended the cured meats guy at Fry's. Today? Today. When I was shopping.
1: Asking him about the Gouda?
0: So, I walked up to order the Gouda or to ask which Gouda the cheese lady <laughs> would recommend in my specific scenario.
1: So, by cheese lady, you just mean the, the lady that cuts the meats behind the counter, cuts the cheese. <laughs> That's supposed to be a joke. (laughs) Nice joke.
0: (laughs) So I didn't mean to offend the meats guy, but he heard me say that I was making a pork burger. And wanted a recommendation on cheese. And he asked, he like cut in while I was trying to figure out which cheese. Uh, and she was suggesting like two different cheeses and what this one tastes like and what this one tastes like. And he was like, so how are you making those burgers? <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, it's just like just pork with like paprika and gouda on top and i was like uh, hold on and then, <laughs> and then i just kept talking to her and he like slinked away <laughs> and then as i was as i was leaving uh the area as i was leaving the little fine meats and cheeses area i was like bye have a good day and then i saw i saw him and made eye contact with him and so i also told him <laughs> bye have a good day and he just kind of like like st- he just kind of <laughs> stared at me like he didn't respond, so I think I offended. He didn't even say a word. no, he just kind of stared. where you went to fries, yeah
1: i my fries does not have like a section for fine- fine cheeses and meats. <laughs> you have to go to the fancy fries. It's got a bar in there. Is this the one that's over on Candleback, like the big one? yeah, you can like sit down, and have a drink in there and everything right? <laughs> yeah. It's like a bar. Yeah, it's like a bar. You can just go there and hang out with your friends.
0: There's (laughs) always like old guys just like hanging out at the bar. I'm like, are your wife shopping or do you guys like hang out at (laughs) fries? That's where they meet, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man. So you got the gouda though? I got the gouda. So what I was gonna say is there's a specific lady that just does the cheese and there's a
0: specific guy that just does the cured meats. There's like 3 of them behind the counter like at like the deli. No, it's separate from the regular deli. There's the regular deli mm-hmm. and then this is like a whole like charcuterie, fine meats oh, like and a, cheeses
1: section. Okay. So are these people like certified in cheeses and cured meats. Like how do you become a <laughs> a fine cheese and cured meat person
0: at a fries marketplace? I I have no idea. <laughs> If they are qualified for the job.
1: Like, when she was talking about the cheeses, were you pretty impressed, or was it like...
0: oh, She let me try one, and it was good. I should have tried the one that I bought. So she must be a professional <laughs> for letting you try a piece of cheese. <laughs> well, in hindsight, I realize that the only one I tried was not the one that I purchased, and I have no idea how it compares to the one that I bought. So I probably... Even though she recommended this one, I probably should have tried them both and then decided. But what was the other one? A different type of gouda? Yeah, it was a non-smoked gouda. Mm. And
1: yeah, I don't think I've ever had a smoked, a smoked gouda.
0: Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I don't, I don't super mind smoked things. Like I can, I can deal with it. But Katie doesn't like smoked things, so hopefully this
1: and gouda already has such a strong flavor. Oh yeah, and then to add the
0: smokiness to it, you might even call it a a gouda flavor. Yeah, a, a good. I'm trying to make a pun. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be two in the. That'd very be, beginning. I know two uh, two dad jokes right off the bat. <laughs> and from the non dad.
1: Yeah, maybe someday though.
0: <laughs> I'm practicing. <laughs> I'm warming up.
1: Uh. What what that what's funny about that statement is you could have meant two things.
0: <laughs> you could have meant I'm
1: practicing for the baby <laughs> or I'm practicing on my dad jokes. Man, so my my AirPods are the best thing ever. I've noticed uh the convenience of so many things uh, in using them. And it's been like two weeks since I've had them. So yeah. I've gotten to get used to them and uh You got
0: them hours after we finished recording last.
1: Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was the best Again, I think mainly because it's an Apple product, the enjoyment of just getting a box that's an Apple box mm-hmm. makes it that more exciting. Like I couldn't wait to open it because it was an Apple product. Not even just because they were the Apple AirPods, mm-hmm. but because it's an Apple product, I was just could not wait to get the
0: box. And like when you go to open it and you're sliding it open, oh, it's like it's yeah. like
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a suction. Like it's like airtight. <laughs> you <Yeah>, like oh. <sighs> That was fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I got them right after we recorded last time. And so I made two purchases in 2018, big purchases, that would, I think, impact my life. It's not like a purchase where you think it's going to do that much different for you. But uh, in, in hindsight, they both have done quite a bit, one of them being my AirPods. I mean, I was excited for them, but I didn't know how much. I didn't know like how different <laughs> my life would be using AirPods. The second thing was I bought a vacuum cleaner. And what uh, kind of vacuum? I bought a Dyson. Ooh. But not a Dyson, like a, a cordless Dyson, the one that you can like hang on the wall. It's very small mm-hmm. and it has like nine different attachments that you can use for like all different parts of your house. We've had the same vacuum for like six years and it it broke. So I just decided, hey, I'm gonna buy a vacuum that might be a little more expensive, but I know it's going to provide us what we need for the coming years with five kids or whatever we get.
0: Whoa, five five kids?
1: Four or five. You heard it here first. Four or five. Four or five. five. But the AirPods, I think, surpass the vacuum in productivity uh, in my life and convenience. Especially, uh, Mm. I've noticed the best part about these AirPods, and this might sound weird, but I can keep them in when I'm going to the restroom. Oh yeah, That's- like I would be in the middle of a podcast before, or in the middle of listening to something, or whatever the case may be, at the gym, and instead of having to like unplug my headphones and put them in my pocket, and then use the restroom. Of course, this is sitting down, not not standing, because then that wouldn't make a difference. But sitting down, <laughs> I don't know, S- standing can, with that cord I getting guess, in the yeah, it could, it could get get in the way there. I've noticed uh, every time I've used the restroom in different situations, I can just leave the AirPods in and not have to worry about anything sanitary. Yep. They're just in my ears. I can never have to pause anything. And, uh, man, just so helpful.
0: Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, before you only had two options. Blare the music out in public <laughs> or don't listen to it while going to the bathroom. <laughs> Blare it out.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, but, yeah, they they are the best thing ever. The thing, though, is I think I could potentially lose them easier. Mm-hmm. Have you lost yours at all?
0: Nope. They've been in my pocket every day for the last two years. Like, they, they
1: are in your pocket. all. Like, when you leave the house, they go straight to your pocket. Yep, yep. Charger
0: and all. The, Like, the case yeah, for them and all? Yeah, so the case Man, and...
1: They're in your pocket right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, as soon as... As soon as my wallet goes in my pocket, they go in my pocket. They're they're just together. Uh, they're always in the same pocket right next to one another. Do you charge it every night? Do you put no. it? In- no. No, I, I I charge it. Once a week? Yeah, probably once a week. Just Just
1: usually, usually,
0: I'll be at work, and I'll be listening to something, and I'll get that little... I haven't, been, haven't had that yet. Yeah, I haven't even had that yet. It's no. been a week.
1: Yeah, it's been two. And yeah two weeks dang oh but you, you've charged it since haven't you i've charged it since i've gotten them i just when i put my apple watch on the charger it's chargers right next to it and i just, you put just plug it in every
0: time oh yeah yeah i mean they would last so like that that sound is just the sound of like the individual airpod losing battery yeah say that's like it does add like 10 percent and five percent left um so it tells you to put it in but then Sometimes you'll go to put it in, <laughs> and mine will usually. I usually won't charge it until the point that I go to put it in, and it's gone from green to amber, like the little LED, uh-huh. and then the LED is just not on anymore. And so that's how like, you know it's out of battery. It's like, oh, it's dead. Okay, yeah. So like I better the, like the so the pack I, is dead. The, yeah, the exactly. Pack. The 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 little case, the charger case, is dead. And so at that point, I'll just put the AirPod in. I'll plug it in. The AirPod will be back to like full charge in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'll pull it out and just leave, and the just case let charger. the case continue to charge.
1: Speaking of the charging thing too, and this was probably off topic from the AirPods. Uh, I was listening to Erwin McManus. He's a preacher in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing a message, and he bought a Tesla. Ooh, which <laughs> to talk about that from stage is kind of weird. Like, right? It's like oh, I'm a pastor, but did he I'm buy to a- spend? I mean, maybe he bought one of the newer. I was gonna say may, maybe you bought a model three. Yeah, which are similar to like a minivan price if you were gonna which, buy a, a minivan.
0: Even even a model S, like I know people What are they, like forty? I, I think maybe? I think their starting price is like fifty something. Okay. But I know I know people that <laughs> the go to church with us that like would look at that as extremely wasteful. But if it was a seventy five thousand dollar truck, they wouldn't think anything mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like twenty five thousand dollars more expensive, but because it's a truck, people think that that's fine. Yeah, I think it's just the idea of what it is. Yeah, it, like
1: an electric car, you don't put gas in it. Like, yeah. it seems very high end. It's uh, yeah, even though the price might be similar, it's, to, it's
0: more of a status symbol. Yeah, that for some reason makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: So he bought this Tesla, and he said that he was uh, charging it. Like all the time, Mm -hmm. like got home, put it on the charger. Went to the grocery store for ten minutes, came back, put it on the charger. Went out to play basketball, came back, put it like he said he was putting on the charger, all the time. And he said he got a notification that told him to stop charging it so much. Mm. Is that a thing? So ever since I heard that, now in my mind, I'm like, man, maybe I don't need to charge my AirPods that much. Maybe I don't need to charge my Apple Watch all the time. Maybe I don't need to plug in my phone every night if it's at 70 percent like is that ruining the products when you charge them for an extended period of time like you're basically killing your battery by charging it for long periods of time
0: i do know the answer to this are you not gonna tell it right now (laughs) (laughs) no i'll tell you so especially like let's let's take your your phone for example the ideal way for you to use your phone from a perspective of like getting the most out of the battery the ideal thing would be to let it run almost completely out every single time before you start charging it again so let it get to 0 that would that would give you the longest amount the the best quality battery life over time it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. battery technology is way better than it used to be. It's specifically with the lithium ion batteries which both your cell phone and Tesla mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. It used to be that like you are severely damaging it by not like you are basically changing what is a hundred percent in the battery like if you charge start charging it at ninety percent all of a sudden it's like the The battery never fills back up to, to the, yeah, the previous yeah. threshold. It's not that's not really how it works anymore. The, the technology is significantly better, but you will be decreasing the longevity of the battery life by charging it more frequently. However, if you are somebody, and this is harder for a Tesla, I mean, if you're leasing a Tesla, um, which most Teslas, I think, are owned on lease. So if you're leasing a Tesla, uh, then it really isn't your concern. You probably won't see very much. By the time your lease is over, Like you won't be seeing a lot of the problems associated with charging it that fast. So it's probably inbuilt into Tesla mm-hmm. to say that, uh, to warn you that you're charging it so much, because the company's going to get the car back in two years after the lease is up, and they don't want... Replace another battery? Yeah, they don't want the battery to be in poor condition. Similarly, with your cell phone, if you're somebody that's planning on changing your phone to a new phone every couple of years, you probably aren't going to severely notice the difference between the beginning and the end of your ownership of that phone Mm -hmm. and i would argue that if you're going out of your way to avoid charging it until it's all the way down to increase the longevity of your your battery life it's probably decreasing your satisfaction of using the phone (laughs) in the first place so it's probably better to sacrifice a little bit of the battery to have the 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 better experience of like waking up and your your phone's at 30% because you're waiting to drain it to the middle of the day to charge it again yeah. instead of just charging it overnight.
1: Yeah. I feel like some nights I go to pl- plug in my phone, and it's at, like, 70%. Sometimes, it d- depending on what I was doing that day. So the
0: difference is, like, with my phone that I've owned, like, approaching that five-year mark, <laughs> my phone I charge, like, twice a day. Because it won't last. Yeah, it just doesn't last a full day. And that's just the life cycle of a battery. Yeah, the battery is just... The battery's gone. The battery is also a smaller battery than the current phones, right? So we're five years, five generations of phone past the battery of the iPhone 6. And so the software is demanding more energy output from the battery than the battery was originally designed to Uh, do so as we're getting further away the battery's going to (laughs) drain faster and faster and faster so a little bit of that uh, did get affected in the last ios update where they actually went back and made things work smoother with older generations of of phone Mm -hmm. Um, so that actually did improve uh, in an update but they have to be very intentional about about updating those those type of things. Yeah, yeah. So good
1: question. All in all, the AirPods <laughs> are great. <laughs> One other thing that's been extremely uh, satisfying with the AirPods is the, the opening and closing of the case.
0: Oh, yeah. And Just,
1: taking them in and out. Do
0: you get... So I get, like, little iron particles of some kind, like... From the case? Like there's there's the, the magnets all over the case and they just get stuck in there. Like little little magnetic pieces of metal. I do.
1: I wonder what that's from.
0: I don't know. Oh, look at that. Just pop up in your iPad? Yep. Eight percent battery left. I should yep. probably plug it in. <laughs> I didn't I
1: didn't think. I knew they would be beneficial for me to have. Yeah. But I didn't think to the extent of what they would be, and uh man, they're awesome.
0: Well, sweet. Thanks for following up on the AirPods. (laughs) Uh, I did have one more brief piece of follow-up, and that is uh, episode 15. Mm -hmm. So looking back a few episodes, uh, you may notice in your podcast player, episode 15 is out of order now, and that is because I accidentally (laughs) published it a second time, so... (laughs) Uh, so if anybody out there got a new download and were like, ooh, new podcast episode, wait a second, this sounds familiar. They're reusing all their things. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the way this happened was I, I was going on and e- editing all the metadata to say which episodes were season one and mm-hmm. which episodes begin season two. And uh, for some reason, that one, instead of just saving and updating republished itself.
1: Yeah, and we just we just think uh, it's important to let you know, and maybe you don't care, and maybe you didn't even notice, uh, but we know some of you probably did and wondered what was up, so we just wanted to make sure we cleared that up, and you weren't just wondering why we had two episode 15s. Yeah, that's right. Just trying to make sure we're not having any gaps. We want to make sure that you guys know what's going on. So
0: Make sure you hear it from us. <laughs> yeah, we don't need anybody complaining about it at all. All so. those, those <laughs> fake Twitter accounts... Fake two Justin's (laughs) Twitter accounts. (laughs) Look for the underscore. That's the real account. (laughs) Uh. So you recently deleted Twitter off of your phone. Yes. And up until recently, I did not use Instagram at all. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on Instagram all the time. Instagram is actually really good. Yeah, for for what people... like, it's enjoyable to, like it's just pure enjoyment to scroll through. Yeah, I feel like Twitter is a little bit of a task, and in, in like you have to pay more attention. Yeah, well, and like scrolling through, like sometimes you see something funny, sometimes you see something infuriating. It's uh, but on Instagram, like you're never it's you all you're seeing is like people's pu- lives. Yeah, people's lives, puppies, babies. <laughs> so. All that to say that, listener, if you aren't enjoying your current Instagram feed, might I suggest adding two Justins to your Instagram? We post pictures of usually one of us behind a microphone (laughs) (laughs) and little snippets of the episodes when they come out. Uh, And importantly, it reminds you when a new when a new episode is out, so that you can download and and listen to it. And if you're looking for something to brighten up your Twitter Twitter feed, we post basically the exact same thing there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's at two underscore Justins on Instagram and on Twitter. So go on and follow us today. Man, so my...
1: My two-year-old son uh, has always had a mullet. And for those of you listening that don't know my son, his name is Malachi. And we've never cut his hair ever since he was born. And my wife has been insistent on, man, we need to cut his hair because it's getting out of control. And uh, Justin knows him, and his hair was just very flowy and long. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like the best hairdo ever, and it, it, it was like a
0: young Fabio.
1: <laughs> well, it's weird because the front was long and the back was long, but the sides were still a little short because he's a, a two year old. So like his, his hair, was hair doesn't grow. Yeah, at like where he sleeps is where his hair doesn't grow. You know, <laughs> but he ha- his the back of his head, his hair was so long. Like if it was wet, it would go down to like in between his shoulder blades. You know, like it was very long, super curly and Mercedes wasn't a fan of it. I was like, no, this is the only time in his life that he could ever have a mullet because it's cool, but like, once he grows up, you can't have a mullet anymore because then it just looks weird. If you have a mullet, no offense. (laughs) 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 But uh, So he had this sweet mullet going on, and everybody thought it was the, the best thing ever, but Mercedes was not liking it. She just wanted to trim it. Like, her idea was like, hey, let's just let's just take, I'm, like, smiling as I tell the story, but let's just take maybe, like, half an inch or an inch off of everything mm-hmm. to help it grow quicker, make it look nicer. He just always looked like he got out of bed. Like, his hair was always messed up, and you can't really do anything with it.
0: So, But he's we, a two-year-old. It's yeah, not like, like he's got a job interview today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm not trying to, like, I don't want him to be all fancy all the time. Like, I want him to be a little bit out of whack, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, anyways, uh, last week uh, we were getting ready to. Man, what were we doing? We were going somewhere, like to church. It was like a Saturday morning or something. No, man, what was it for? Regardless, we were going somewhere, and we were getting ready, and Mercedes was getting ready, and everybody was done, and Malachi kept taking his hand and like moving his hair out of his eyeballs. Like, I saw him do it like five or six times,
0: <laughs> and
1: I was like, "Hey, buddy, is your your hair in your eyes?" He goes, "Yeah," and I said, "Do you want me to cut it?" <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I can cut it myself. <laughs> I can, I can cut it myself then. And uh, Mercedes has been wanting to cut it, and I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and just take a little bit off the back, like, and the front. <laughs> and uh, I was like, there's not anything that could go wrong. So I, I grabbed his hair on the back of his head, and I kind of put it all in just one ponytail. <laughs> and. Uh, I, I put it in a one-point tail and then I like pulled it through my hand to where there was only like an inch, like three quarters of an inch coming out the back of my hand, and I just s- cut it all off the three quarters of an inch, and then I let it go and I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. Like it cut it; it's, it's a little bit short on the back, no more dead ends, whatever you call them, split ends, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, I suppose I should cut the front as well <laughs> as well. So so
0: so your <laughs> confidence got a little higher. Oh yeah. Cuz you like cut the back and looks fine. So yeah. su- success.
1: <laughs> so it, I
0: I could cut hair. Yeah. Who needs to go to <laughs> yeah, barber <barber's> school? school? <laughs>
1: and uh that's the same thing the so when I went to get it fixed, well, I'll tell the rest of the story. So, I cut the back. I was super confident. Like, okay, the back looks nice, but it's still in his eyes. Let me go ahead and just take a little bit off the f- the front as well. And instead of like did you gather it into a ponytail? I, d- <laughs> I did not. I sh- uh, that probably would have been better than what happened, but <laughs> instead of putting it into a ponytail like I did in the back, I I went to his natural part in his hair and I parted it, like I pushed all of his hair to the side that it would go normally. <laughs> uh-huh. And then any of the pieces that I was like, "Oh, it looks kind of long. I'll just cut it." So I don't know what I was thinking. Just but- willy-nilly. <laughs> a funny word (laughs) but the part that was not good like i cut some long pieces off around his ears and it was like okay it looks pretty good and kind of cut some off the top like there were some stragglers kind of all over the place the the part that really pushed it over the edge was the his bangs (laughs) because i just i was like okay they're in his eyes and i ended up taking like (laughs) i don't know like two and a half inches off was
0: mercedes watching this no
1: she was in the bathroom getting ready (laughs) You know, and uh I cut it all And I was like, okay, this looks pretty nice <laughs> So I just got rid of all the hair And I was like, go show go show mom <laughs> And she <laughs> he, <laughs> he runs back <laughs> And I just hear Mercedes like What'd you, like, just like What'd you do? Like, you cut his hair and I was like, oh yeah, I tried to trim it And she's like, he looks like Floyd from Dumb and Dumber <laughs> That's like the Or Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber <laughs> She thought he looked like Lloyd. And uh so he came back out and I like messed up his hair. Like I just pushed it all around to make sure to see what it looked like all messed up, which is what it normally looks like. And his bangs just it was like it was like a perfect <laughs> bowl cut. So she was like You accidentally <laughs> invented the bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. This is what must have happened when they made the bowl cut way back when. So, anyways, uh the, the end of it all. Uh Mercedes was like, "Well, I can't take him to church like that this weekend. Like, I can't take him out in public with this haircut." I was like, "No, I'll be fine." He's like, two, and we can just we'll fix it later." But we ended up getting a, a professional to cut it that day. I took him to her house, and uh, when I was there, she's like, "So, what were you even thinking by taking scissors?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. I thought I could handle it." And uh, she was like, "Yeah, you got confident and whatever." So,
0: did you take a picture? No, uh, I should have. I well, like I want to see the before it was fixed picture because i i don't think i've seen like i've only seen him the after yeah after everything
1: i didn't take one i i bet <sighs> i bet mercedes has one that she took because yeah. she sent it she sent the picture to the the stylist and said
0: hey can you fix this <laughs> <laughs> Can you fix this, or do we have to shave it off and start over?
1: We're going to post this in the... We should post this in the show notes. The picture? Yeah. Okay. We'll
0: post the picture in the show notes. Before and after.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, Malachi now has hair that's really short. So to fix it, she ended up having to basically go through and take almost every... I mean, his hair is... I mean, you saw. It's just really short now. It's... And you'll see in the show notes, but it—he looks like a little businessman now with
0: <laughs> it, with his
1: hair. It's all like, like when it's all parted. And it's stuff. all like
0: short and parted.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's all proper. So yeah, <sighs> Just at least it wasn't like Fenway's hair. Imagine if I would have done that to Fenway.
0: Oh, that would have been the
1: worst. <laughs> She'd have to have a pixie cut. Oh, Mercedes would have flipped. But anyway, needless to say. um, yeah, scroll down to those show notes. Yeah, go go take a look, and you can let us know what you think. Oh man! Yeah, it was good. It was really good.
0: Well, I had a interesting experience earlier this week uh, with Guinness. And I feel like a lot of your
1: your life experiences are happening with Guinness. <laughs>
0: we talk about them quite a quite a bit. I'm just pretending to be a parent. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'll put a. <clears throat> A picture of Guinness in the show notes. Yeah. Not not that I have to go one for one of pictures of, of kids to dogs with you, but <laughs> um, a picture of Guinness on his uh, first day of school. So he went to, to dog school. He went to dog school. Like a training ground. <clears throat> yep. And uh, it was at PetSmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was for dogs that have no training. Do they do that just like in a
1: room there? I don't feel like I've ever seen a, a training part in there.
0: So the PetSmart, um, over by Astrea, off of Astrea, or by uh-huh. your the one closest to your house. That one has a separate room, like uh-huh. a back room. Um, That's
1: specific to the training.
0: Yes, just for training. The one <coughs> over here on Dysart is the one that we went to, and that one has a like a, a big enclosed pin in the middle of the store.
1: And that's where you do it at. Yep,
0: yep, and so it takes place in there. Is it distracting? Well, I guess I can let you share, but... Um, yeah, so it starts at seven, so it's kind of like later in the day. Uh-huh. So I, I think there's less, less shoppers going about their business. Yep. And we get there, and we get there early to make sure that, I'm just trying to keep Guinness calm like let him have the lay of the land for a little bit before before all the other dogs get there mm-hmm. right so we're the first one there for like 25 minutes and finally the the guy like oh you're here for the you're here for the class and he opens the door and lets us in and the next dog that comes in only has 3 legs <laughs> And immediately, Guinness starts barking at it <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get at the dog. Because it has three legs? Uh, <laughs> I think he was bullying. <laughs> he was bullying a disabled dog. Uh. So, Guinness is kind of the class bully. Yeah. From now on. Yeah. I think he's the youngest in the class, just okay. judging by the size of all of the other yep. dogs. And... He, So, he starts barking at this first dog, the three-legged dog. The three-legged dog is confused at first, but eventually starts barking along with him. At this point, the other like 10 or 12 dogs... There's that many dogs in there? Yes. So, the, at this point, the other 10 or 12 dogs are <laughs> arriving one by one and immediately start joining in with all of the barking, <laughs> and I turn to the guy. I'm like, oh, man, you probably get this all the time. <laughs> What did he say? No. (laughs) And you know when people are kind of lying to you? (laughs) He, like, looked at me and was like, yeah, sometimes. I was like, oh, great. (laughs) It's like, this is, like, the worst that he's ever seen. (laughs) And so... I assumed that the class, Uh, like, um, in my mind, the structure of the class is everybody arrives. (laughs) Everybody sits in a circle. The guy talks about what is the purpose of this class. What do we want you to get from this class? What, you know, can you expect over the next six weeks with this class? No, no time for that. (laughs) He's like, okay, everybody go find an (laughs) aisle by yourself. Everybody just go... Go to Nile. <laughs> <laughs> so he breaks the class up into fifteen individual classes. <laughs> because of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Guinness in- incited the riot, the end of the class. <sighs> so the rest of the class went okay, except any time Guinness saw another dog, he was immediately barking. just like Yeah. So uh it but I think Uh, The uh, Andrew, the trainer, made a Mm -hmm. good point is he gets so Guinness gets so worked up like he he stops even knowing what he's barking about, you know, he's just so lost in barking that he's not even like he's not he's not even necessarily trying to like get to the dog as much as he just wants to make noise he's like dog 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 <laughs> dog dog like he's not like going after it yeah he's not like trying to attack them like he is interested in getting over there but I'm pretty sure he would just sniff them and bark at them yeah like he's not trying to attack a dog but he just sees a dog and is immediately like dog yeah so we're split up in our own aisle and uh we're we're learning how to walk with him. Uh, that's the other thing about this this class is it makes you realize um how much the way the dog behaves is just because you're an idiot. <laughs> 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 the, like 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 we're sitting there when we first when we first got there and he's barking at the three legged dog. And and we're like shh, like us, yes, hey, shh and then and then Andrew walks over, he's like, Hey, look over here! And then Guinness like stop, stops barking and like just goes and like watches and what like, he's wow, doing. He's like what, <laughs> what, what? 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 would you do? How'd you do that? <laughs> and so same thing. Like, like Guinness is just like so not good at walking on a leash naturally, and, <laughs> and so we're sitting over in the aisle, and he said, he said, just just do what tricks he knows until I come over. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't know any, uh, what are you supposed to do? I know. So, uh, so so we're so just. He went around to every person. So he went around, aisle. yeah, to each one. Wonder if that's not what he intended. I don't think he intended to start there from the beginning, yeah. but I think it would have eventually moved that direction just mm-hmm. because so of. So you the, could practice the different
1: things. Yeah, just
0: yeah. so we could practice walking, in particular. But same exact thing. Like we're standing there in the aisle. And then he's like, All right, um, let let me see his leash, I'll show you what to do. And he explains what he's going to do, and he starts walking in like immediately perfect, immediately perfect. Like, and as soon as like Guinness is like interested in something else, he's like, Uh uh, and turns, and like Guinness just follows him along. And it was just like immediately easy, yeah, (laughs) I lost for words, yeah, yeah. it just uh, immediately made us look like we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> uh, so, have you walked him since that class? Uh, Katie has. I, I haven't. Uh, just because I was at work later on Wednesday and Thursday yep, night. Yep. So, I'm planning on taking him on a walk today.
1: You're gonna practice all the things.
0: Yeah, yeah. He did recommend, and I used it when you got here. Uh-huh. This, oh yeah, yeah. This like spray. Like air comp- compressed air spray. Yeah, you uh, you spray it at him or just in the area? Um, he said to spray it like right behind him, so that he like he feels the spray. The spray makes a loud sound, a loud like, and then uh, the it's got a little bit of a scent to it. So he immediately like turns arounds, like what the heck? Just what? Who farted? <laughs> <laughs> On me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smells like citronella. <laughs> Uh so yeah, yeah, he thinks that that Guinness is just so like amped that that when he gets barky and stuff, you just need to distract him. Like that's the goal. Just distract him. Is this every
1: week class?
0: Yeah, it'll be every Tuesday for like the next six weeks.
1: Okay. So you, you pay for it too, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, it's like a hundred and nineteen dollars. That's pretty cheap though. Yeah, yeah. But you know, over six weeks. And if at the end of it, he can walk on a leash, uh, I will be happy. (laughs) (laughs) If he doesn't bark at dogs, that's just a bonus. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: exciting, though. We never did that with our dogs, ever. (laughs) Went to any kind of training. Yeah. And I highly regret it. I think it (laughs) could have (laughs) fixed all of Hurley's problems. (laughs) Poor Hurley. (laughs) We did take him to one trainer one time. Did you really? Like, we looked into trainers... Not like public trainers like that, where you go with a bunch of dogs. Yeah, we looked into some like people that were private, that you like take the dog to their house twice a week or something, Mm -hmm. and they train them for like an hour, and then the second hour of that training, they teach you how to like for you to do it. So I don't know, it's it's more extensive, but I mean, you remember Hurley? He needed something (laughs) because he was out there. (laughs) Yeah, I we took him to this one lady, and she couldn't even handle Hurley for like five minutes in her house. And the thing she was saying, I was like super offended. Like, basically, <laughs> oh, your dog is awful. Like, like <laughs> basically, just telling me all these things about Hurley that I already knew, but she didn't need to tell me all these things. And <laughs> she sounds car, really professional. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, no, nothing's gonna help this dog. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, lady, you don't even know my dog. You don't even know me, anyways. And I remember on the way home, I was telling Mercedes, like, oh, that lady's the worst. Like, I will never take her. Like, she doesn't even know what she's <laughs> talking about, but really. He was an awful dog, but <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that
0: experience was
1: was not not good. Mm-hmm. But well, cool.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, uh, Guinness learns how to be a dog.
1: And uh, have you walked him down your route yet to Starbucks? I have not. I have not. Have you since the German Shepherd <laughs> leaped on the fence? No, I'm a little uh, hesitant. I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> Just got to work on that throw into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> into traffic. <laughs> uh,
0: I still maintain that that is,
1: that is the move. Yeah. That is the move. I'm just curious to see what happens when you walk down there again. I would like to see if that dog is still there or not.
0: Maybe he was just visiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Unusual behavior. Maybe he's from two houses down. He just wanted to see <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> uh. uh. Well, sweet. Hopefully, again, this, uh picks it all up. From time to time, we get topics submitted to us from you, the listener. And when we get those submitted, we throw them onto a big list. And occasionally, we'll pull one off to do a topic for an episode. So, if you don't follow us on Twitter or Instagram, make sure that you follow us so that you can easily... Submit your topic suggestions on Twitter or Instagram. Today's topic comes from Caleb, and it is, At what age does your childhood imagination go away?
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a good topic slash question. I think it caused me to think quite a bit when I heard it. Because my imagination hasn't gone away, but your childhood imagination. Yeah. And I have kids. I have a five, a four-year-old. A two- year old well, it doesn't do anything, <laughs> but I see their imagination playing out a lot right now, so it is that that question is just it's intriguing to, to think
0: through and So let me ask you this: what are some of the early memories of your childhood imagination that you can remember? like the earliest? Or just something just from some, my early childhood. Some early childhood memories, like elementary school, where you're using your imagination. So I remember
1: the the home that we lived in for the majority of my childhood um, when I was younger, like all through my elementary school year until I got elementary, elementary school years until I got to to sixth grade, um, was like four houses. Well, it was probably like a block off of Skunk Creek. So mm. if you live in Phoenix, if you've lived in Glendale-Phoenix, Skunk Creek runs all the way from 35th Avenue and Pinnacle Peak and further. I mean, it keeps going Mm -hmm. up up towards the north, uh, all the way down southwest through, like cutting through Glendale and Phoenix and into Peoria. Anyways, we, we lived a block off of Skunk Creek, and I had a friend named Jeremy who was my best friend all through elementary school. And we played in that creek every day. It wasn't, there's was no water in it. So it was this massive creek that was probably like 50 yards down on both sides, like s- steep slopes that were rock and bushes and all sorts of different things. And then once you got down to the creek, it was filled with like trees and shrubs and all sorts of different things that you could play in and. Really, you could like not get lost down there because you always knew you could get out on those sides. So it wasn't like a very wide creek; pretty small, right? But you could like get into the bushes and no one could see you down there, which was really cool. But we we had like a fort that we had built in Skunk Creek that we would play in all the time, and uh, I don't know, we would just act like we lived in the wilds, or I mean, that was if, if you like, if I'm thinking back to my early childhood, that was the one place that we used to do just a lot of things. We'd ride our bikes down there, we'd play down there, we'd build forts down there. It would rain, when it would rain, it would fill at times and we'd like create dams out of rocks and act like we were blocking all the water. <laughs> we found a caterpillar one time down there and we built it a home like into the side of one of the trees and we kept it we like kept it in there and every day after school we'd come back and like play with this caterpillar in this <laughs> fort. So I don't know, I think that's like the earliest the earliest thing I remember where we used something like that, like where we just would go down there and there was no agenda, but we would just play and, and do different things. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's early. Like if I'm thinking of a time that's early on, whether my imagination is being used or not, it would be at times. But the there are times it was just riding my bike down there. I don't know.
0: So when I think of like my childhood imagination, I can remember uh, a very early – memory of being at a babysitter's house and she had a like the the family had a like original nintendo entertainment system mm-hmm. with the original zelda Ooh. and i remember playing that original zelda I was probably like six five or six years old huh And then being put down for a nap, and I can remember, like, laying there pretending that I was playing the game, like, in my mind. And just making it up. So you weren't, like, running around.
1: You were just laying there, but in your brain. Yeah, like, like, avoiding nap time. By thinking you were playing.
0: Yeah. As I got older, I can remember, like, all the way up until I would say, like, even into adulthood like it changed from from like kid imagination to like playing out scenarios in my mind but like laying in bed I would like imagine things mm-hmm. as a kid and then as I got older it became more boring things but <laughs> but just playing out <laughs> scenarios in my mind and I still do that sometimes laying in bed so to some degree like bedtime, like what kind of
1: scenarios? Like what's a scenario like at your stage in life that you would
0: lay in bed? Like sometimes I'll I'll think about projects that I want to do, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll think about them uh, so intently. Like it's like sometimes I'll be thinking about the podcast, and sometimes I'll go to sleep and I'll have a dream that I woke up and there was like like a one million download like episode over the night, like something took off and it was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> what is that? Uh, thing? So it infiltrates into my dreams, but just, yeah, just the thinking of things like that. When I was a kid, it was more of like, I am now in dragon ball Z in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> so it has changed for sure. I can remember one of my favorite things to do was to wear, um, full, the full onesie pajama. Uh-huh. Uh, like, even as, like, a, like, older kid, like, 10, 11 years old, and crawl... <laughs> <laughs> I would crawl on the tile. So, basically, I would, st- I would start in the living room with my feet on the wall, and I would pretend, like, I was, like, in space, like, in a spaceship. <laughs> and because... You could like kind of push yourself along the the thing, and then I'd have to grab like the furniture and pull oh, myself up the mean. furniture. I see what so, you mean. So so like the the floor was down below me, you know. Yeah. yeah. So so I would play like that, and then I, like even as we got older, like so into junior high and early on into high school, like I had friends. Uh, one friend in particular, also named Justin, another Justin. And we stick together. I know, <laughs> Justin's cluster. We would play games where like he had he had his backyard, and <laughs> and we would have like really elaborate games and scenarios and stories where we'd run around his backyard. he had this big planter uh-huh. along the back end, and so like we would pretend like it was like a spaceship, and sometimes we would we would play with you know like uh nerf guns and and have like a base and the other ones trying to infiltrate into the base and we'd have a shootout. Yeah. Um, and then we'd play a lot of like Star Wars role playing game. Like you'd reenact it? No, like we would play the Star Wars role playing oh, game. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then but then oftentimes we would take those stories and then go play them out in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah, I think if I were to put a I don't know if it's an age as much as a question of access, I think. And so this is what I mean. Uh, The question is, at what age does childhood imagination go away? And I think it was at the point, like, my imagination changed when I got to the point where I could easily access things to keep me from being bored. So, yeah, I feel like, like you
1: no longer needed to imagine. draw out of your imagination because you could flip on a phone or play a video game or,
0: yeah, yeah. And so, I think we'll probably towards the mm-hmm. end of my freshman year or winter of my freshman year of high school is when I bought the original uh 360. Mm-hmm. And very soon after Halo 2 came out, and then most of my Friend group. That was what we did to play. We would play Halo Two on online. Yeah, like you're no almost longer every outside
1: night. trying to imagine a storyline and play it through. Yeah, you're now just hopping on a video game and it's filling your imagination with these. Yes, yeah.
0: and it's fun. Like I, I'm not I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm not saying that. Like it's it's something that would be filled eventually anyway. But I think that's the crux. Is like, oh, are you? 13 and you have to work a summer job, like, boom, imagination killed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, are are you a 10-year-old that, you know, has basically unsupervised, can stay up all night watching TV yeah. time, you know? Yeah. then Then you're, if, you know, whatever, if, if you are able to completely escape boredom, I feel like that's when... Your imagination disappears. Yeah, and I and I do feel like, and this is basically just lip service, and I'll acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, to some degree, kind of like what we talked about in a previous episode, some some level of boredom is useful for your brain to be able to like yeah. think yeah. clearly or think uniquely, mm-hmm. and it feels like uh, it does feel like a lot of good ideas come out of a time where like you don't have the distraction available to be able to occupy your, your mind. Yeah. So I don't know that might ring true to you. You might be able to nail down a different time for you. But I think for me, it was, it was when I was able to escape that boredom that kind of creates the imagination. I remember one time, one of my favorite memories of like things that I played as a kid and my, my parents kudos to them for letting me (laughs) (laughs) do this for, I feel like, I feel like what was months, like multiple months. I had taken two large boxes, right? Uh Uh-huh. Stacked them one on top of the other and duct taped them together and created a window and a door so you can get in the door. You could open the window and put like a giant, uh, like a Christmas wrapping paper roll on the end of it. And I, I, I just said it was a tank. And then I would like drive it around the house. <laughs> 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 and that thing just like hung out in the house in the living room for like months. It was just always there. This it was giant like, cardboard tank is like a part of your decoration. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I I built a fake security system for my room, and and a mailbox. I built a mailbox. <laughs> so like I I was trying to treat my room like it was an apartment, and and so like it had like I would lock the door when I left with with a like with, a doorknob key. Yeah, with a little doorknob <laughs> key and then i built fake security cameras that i put over top of the door
1: that didn't work obviously
0: yeah they were paper <laughs> but i just remember doing stuff like that all the time yeah yeah
1: i don't i don't remember doing that that often stuff like that i played a lot of sports so maybe that's where my imagination stopped you're too tired to
0: imagine <sighs> yeah like us non-sports players, <laughs> we got all the energy to lay there imagining. Yeah, I mean, like, once
1: I hit late elementary school, middle school, I I was playing soccer five nights a week.
0: Yeah. From, like,
1: from like, 5 o'clock to 7.30. Yeah. And then I'd have a game every weekend, if not a tournament. So I feel like I... Once I got through like the elementary age and into middle school, competitive sports started to pick up a little bit more. And maybe for for me, like that's when you're talking about all these things like being bored, and having the time to have an imagination and think through things. Like maybe that that's the time for me when the boredom went away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was a freshman in high school. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I got mine at the end of eighth grade. And it was just a flip phone anyways. It yeah. wasn't like a, a little iPhone, L- you know? LG flip phone. Yeah, it was
1: green, had snake on it. It was dope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mine actually uh was a color. It came with a like you like a credit to download like yeah. one game. And I downloaded a Prince of Persia mobile game. Yeah, hey, I remember that game. I played that all the time. For like the next two years. Just yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, I don't
1: know. I feel like the boredom part, like filling it with things, like you said, like once you got in high school, you bought an Xbox 360 and then you got Halo and that's what all your friends did. All my friends played soccer. Yep. So, I think it, it looked different, but I think it was similar in that once I hit that middle school mark, the the way I played and the things I did totally changed. Um, and I think my imagination might have been different than yours. Um, mm-hmm. In that, like, all the things you're explaining, like, acting out scenarios. And, I mean, I think I did that stuff, like, when I was younger. But I think the majority of my time was spent, like, I had a bajillion Legos. And I would oh, play, yeah. I would play Legos all, all day. And I had these big, these big Lego produced, like, these big, just flat pieces. They yep, were, the like, big the green big squares. Squares, yeah. So I had, like, six of them that I would put in my room take up like the whole floor. I'd connect them all like up the lines so they were just one big piece. Yeah. And then me and my buddy Jeremy, he would bring all of his Legos over. He had the same <laughs> thing. I'd like these big tubs and we would build like a city. Nice. And I remember doing that over and then we'd wreck it and like a week later rebuild like a brand new city with all of his Legos and all my Legos. We used to do those kinds of things all the time. Build the forts in Skunk Creek. Ride our bikes down there and act like we lived out there. You know, like yeah. Make a home. But we never really did like imagine situational I don't know if that's situational stories or what what it is, but like we never did those type my imagination I don't think worked that way.
0: Yeah. That's but,
1: interesting. But I think like I enjoyed building little cities and I loved like being in Skunk Creek and building forts and and I think I have I think my mind has always worked in a way that I looked at the way people lived a long time ago like middle ages even like the 1700s and I've always thought man that would be a really cool time to live mm. despite the warfare, which was awful, and <laughs> the 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 disease that would ravish through communities. But like the idea of having to light candles and fires and having to grow your own food and have your own cattle and like work outside, but when the sun went down, I meant like your day was like all those things that we really don't do anymore. Yeah. You know, like everything is so easy, everything's so accommodating. I I love like this and I think this is why my my sole like favorite uh storyline is Lord of the Rings and I think the way the Shire is built, mm-hmm. like the lifestyle of the Shire, Um, I've just always been like, man, that is, I just like I love it and I always have thought, even since from when I was a kid, like I would love to live like that to be a little Hobbit
0: <laughs> living so got, in I a got hole, the hairy feet. I mean, I almost there,
1: <laughs> but. <clears throat> Like, I think growing up, watching those movies, and that's why I like to build little cities and build little homes that were, like, homey and cozy, or go build a fort in Skunk Creek because I could do whatever I wanted and make it, you know, old school. Like, I think, for me, that was always the trigger for what I was doing, or, you know. And I think my imagination, like, it ended at some point. Like, I got into soccer, and my life was busy, and I wasn't building forts anymore,
0: Mm-hmm. or doing those
1: things, but my my need for that type of thought is still there. Yeah. Like, I still... The hunger the for... The hunger for reading Lord of the Rings and watching it, and eventually having, like, an office in a home where I can do whatever I want in there and, like, make it how I want it mm. for you, having an office that has a bookshelf that makes it a secret living space like the all those things are intriguing and i think my imagination didn't go away it's just it's it's being used in a different it's a different type yeah i don't know maybe that doesn't make any sense to anybody listening
0: but no i think i think that 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 is hitting on the the heart of the of the question and i think i think that you know on some level we all have like a a divinely given creative spark, mm-hmm. you know, that, that desires to be satiated and, a, you know, a pro, and like will never be satiated, but just like a desire to make things, to do things, to create things, um, you know, and, and some aspect of that is fulfilled um, in getting married and starting a family. And, some aspect of that is fulfilled with uh you know uh being successful at work and being able to provide you know for for your life for your, for your family mm-hmm. uh some aspect of that is fulfilled by places that you get to go on vacation and relax you know some aspect yeah, yeah. of it is fulfilled by Consuming things like Lord of the Rings or playing Skyrim or <laughs> Game of Thrones <laughs> Game like. of Thrones, yeah, yeah, you know, so like i think I think really uh a lot of what happens, maybe, and i'm th- i I think, but I'm thinking of this on the fly, yeah, uh is that the a lot of what like our childhood imagination becomes is that like driver for how like we do things in the future. Yeah, underlying driver of of future things. You know, I think I think my love growing up of like thinking about stories, uh watching watching movies but then afterwards like trying like basically memorizing the movie, you know, yeah, yeah. acting out the movie with friends and like that was just as fun of a part of of everything. You know, I think that was a big driver from early on that led to things like me being so heavily involved in theater throughout high school. Yeah, You know, like there's a a one-to-one correlation, (laughs) you know, that like that desire, that way of having fun, uh, scratches a very specific itch that, Mm -hmm. that, that only gets scratched again every once in a while when, I go see Hamilton when I go yeah, see a yeah. movie uh, that just completely surprises me. The acting is so good. Like, like th- those are the times where it's like, like the itch is scratched, but it's it's one of those itches that the more you scratch, the more it itches. You know, yeah, yeah, you know that feeling.
1: Yeah, and I think that's how it is. Like when I do, and I Lord of the Rings. I know I keep bringing it up, but that's how I feel every time I watch it. Yeah, and every time I watch it. My mind starts to think through, man, how can I like like it it sounds so stupid to to say this out loud, <laughs> but it's like I wonder if I could like my life could look like that somehow, like what can I do today or in what I normally do to help mimic maybe some of the styles of that, yeah, you know, and that's why I like working in my yard, yeah, and like that's why. I, I don't know.
0: The coziness, the slower
1: pace, the... Yeah. Yeah. No, I... And that sounds weird, like, to say it out loud. Like, I I mean, this is just another thing, but thinking back to my childhood as well, like, anytime I watched a superhero movie, I'd try to act like that superhero. Mm -hmm. Or I would try to... Man, if I had... Like, maybe I do have Spider-Man, something in me that makes me like Spider-Man. Like... I used to think about that stuff all the time. Have you ever... Like, could I access something that would make me like Spider-Man? Like, maybe if I try hard enough... Yes. I can jump from this building to that <laughs> wall. Like, in my backyard, you know? Yeah. I, I remember... So, now that we're talking about this stuff, I'm, I remember thinking those things a lot. Or, like, sitting on the top of my trash can like Spider-Man as a kid. <laughs> thinking, man, I could, I could probably be him. There just has to be a way to, like, make it work, you know? And... Even today, like as an adult, I know that's not possible, yeah. but it's an itch that even when you watch those movies, like some part of you, at least for me, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like that would be dope. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: like maybe someday <laughs> I will look like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever genuinely? Tried to use the force like when oh, nobody yeah. was around, dude. So, <laughs> there's this
1: thing on YouTube that me and my friend Arthur used to watch in high school. That he would like move air, like it was like a uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but he he did like it was like a some kind of practice. It almost reminded me of like some kind of yoga type thing, mm-hmm. but he would like use his hands with nothing in them and put out candles. Totally fake, probably. (laughs) I'm sure there's a guy just (laughs) off screen going. (laughs) And I try. me and him tried to emulate that stuff all the time. Uh, But as a kid, yeah, I think there was always like, there's all like the force or any of those things trying to make something move. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It reminds me. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's just like a mysterious nature to it. Yeah. And then in your mind,
1: you're thinking, well, for me, it's like, well, I know I'm not that way, but maybe someone else is, and they're just not telling anybody. Yeah. You know, like, it's a secret. <laughs> so then I start to think, like, well, maybe I'm that person. Like, maybe I'm the one that hasn't <laughs> found, you know, whatever. Yeah. Reminds me of the office episode when Dwight tells Jim to move the coat rack with his telekinetic <laughs> powers. <laughs> and Pam's moving it with the umbrella, with and the- Dwight's just, like, all... Floored, like can't even understand what's happening. <laughs> and then he's trying to move things all all the time.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I don't uh, think those
1: things—they don't go away. They just change, like in how you interact with those feelings.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's—I think that's accurate. That that rings true. Yeah, I th- I think I think it just manifests itself differently, and I think it, it influences like like what what we. Like sports to me, for me, was also an imaginative process because I was never good at sports, (laughs) so (laughs) so it was like imagining, you know, playing in the living room, imagining that I'm playing on the Diamondbacks, yeah, yeah. hitting socks over the back of the couch.
1: Basically the same, yeah. Basically (laughs) the same.
0: So so, but I think it does influence like what you are interested in and what you are like, I don't know what itches itch for the rest, of, for yeah, the rest of your yeah. life.
1: And that's so talking about this and then watching my kids now, you know, I'm starting, me and Mercedes are starting to just like, man, I could, I guarantee Fenway is going to be a performer or like you could start to see, and, may, and maybe that's true. Like, like you still things as a kid and now you're into what you're into now. Yeah. You know, looking at Fenway the way she acts and imagines things and wants to like the, the other day, her and Malachi were out back like playing and she kept telling Malachi, Hey, act like you're going, going through like curtains and saying now the incredible Fenway or something. Like she kept telling Malachi to do that. <laughs> and then she would just like dance in the backyard and do different things. So like seeing those things, it's like, man, like Fenway, she loves attention. Mm-hmm. She loves to dance. Like, so maybe, like, what you're talking about, like, what that imagination really sculpts our interests for the future and how we succeed and how we provide for our families and how we use our talents. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No. And i watching my kids, watching Malachi. Uh, I mean, I don't even really know what he's going to do. He's all over the place. <laughs> but, like, his imagination is rough and crazy. And he drives <laughs> his cars on the walls and loves dinosaurs and takes his drill to bed every single night he has like a fake (laughs) black and decker drill (laughs) that actually works with like a plastic drill bit on the top and he has to sleep with it like he takes it to bed every (laughs) night he sleeps
0: with the drill
1: (laughs) (laughs) but like what's the process of you thinking that as a child
0: very finely combed hair (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: a (laughs) businessman but like yeah like you're like what's the like why like what is he thinking about when he does that and what's his personality going to, you know, how's that going to shape his personality in the future are all things where, I mean, me and Mercedes think about it all the time. Yeah. Like, how are they going to turn out? What's their interest going to be? And maybe their imagination and how they play is telling of the kind of person they're going to turn into.
0: No, the guy's going to be sleeping with drills. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be an oil rigger. Who knows? (laughs) That's interesting. Do you find, do you find it easy to like imagine with your kids or is are you do you feel very removed from like the imaginative process like you're playing with them, but it's
1: I find that the things I enjoy doing on my own i can I can tap into that with them okay, so Fenway she has a, a fake kitchen, like a play kitchen in her room or in the playroom, and it's funny because I think my kids they see me cooking every day. Mm -hmm. every meal, breakfast, well, not lunch, but breakfast and dinner, I I cook a full meal. So they see me do that all the time. So Fenway and Malachi both instinctively in that kitchen, they're always making meals, like Mm. always. So they'll come and ask me and Mercedes, like, hey, what do you guys want for dinner? And it's like breakfast, like, what do you want for dinner? (laughs) And I'll tell them like, okay, well, I'll take, and I'll play along, like I'll take a sandwich. And then they set the table at their play table and they make us sit down. And then Malachi always asks us what we want. And after we say what we want, he says, no, no, no. Like, co- And he always brings a coffee menu and asks us what kind of coffee we want. <laughs> so, like, things like that, I think, that I enjoy, it's a lot easier to role play with them through yeah. that stuff. Mercedes is at – or <laughs> Mercedes – Fenway is at an age where uh, she's <laughs> she's building forts and doing tons of things. Like, she's four, mm. you know, so she's building houses out of pillows and – uh, I made her a fort one time in our living room with all of our chairs from the dining room table, and build like this huge fort that she could like crawl under and walk yeah. under there. Which I was like, man, this is super fun because number one, I enjoy it, but number two, as an older person, I'm un- I can understand better how to build one than I could when I was a <laughs> child. So I'm trying to make this like perfect fort. Um, so she's at the age where she's like, I came home yesterday from work and she had built a fort in the living room, like a little small one. Yeah, and uh, like that's fun for me to do, but Femway also. Likes to put makeup on people, you know, and I'm not gonna sit there and let her put eyeshadow on me, you know. What you're I mean? not
0: gonna let her do. I that? mean,
1: I could. Sh- I mean, I don't mind, but like, it's not something where I'm like, oh, geez, like you're not enjoying yeah, the process. Like, Malika, on the other hand, he'll sit there and let her do like his whole face <laughs> with makeup. <laughs> um, but she does dress up. Like, we bought her these all these dress up clothes where she can be all these different types of characters, like a nurse, a fairy, a princess. Uh, A singer has, like, a microphone. Like, we bought her all these. And she uses those things all the time. Like, every day she's putting those things on. And that's where it goes back to, like, I feel like we can pinpoint a little bit of what kind of person she's going to be. Yeah. As she gets into high school, like, theater and singing and playing music. Like, those are the things that we see her tendencies drawing towards Hmm. more so. But, yeah, I think it's the things I enjoy that I find myself when they're doing those things, wanting to do. We bought them a train track for Christmas, one of the ones that you have to put all the pieces together, and you can make it any kind of train track you want. It's all the different curved pieces and straight pieces and bridges and all these different things. Um, They'll ask me to make one, and I have to catch myself because normally I'll just tell them to get out of the way and sit on the couch, and I'll make the train track. And if they mess it up,
0: watch me make. I'll this. usually get, fr-
1: <laughs> I'll usually get frustrated. Like, hey, you're messing it up. Like, just wait till I finish. Wait till I finish.
0: You know. And uh
1: but I think that's just things I like. Like it's just going back to the the old way. And this sounds so weird talking about it. Mm-hmm. But like the old way of living, like taking trains and doing all like those are. Things I enjoy, and I never even lived in that, but I find it so interesting. So whenever I get to do anything related to the something similar, where my mind can start to create, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Midnight in Paris? Mm-mm. You you should you should uh, you and Mercedes should watch it. It's a good movie. Is it on Netflix or something? It was for a while. I don't know if it's still is, is. It a movie
1: that was in theaters, or is this like yeah. an independent film, or?
0: Yeah, it's a. It was in theaters. It's a Woody Allen movie. Okay, it's, it's it's really good, but it's about the same similar type of feeling that we all feel to some degree. But like the main character basically wishes that he was oh in in France in in the the twenties. I think in the twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, when twenties or thirties. When, well, thirties would have been. When is World War One? the 30s. Yeah, right so
1: before the Great Depression.
0: Yeah, so the Roaring 20s. He wishes he was in France uh when uh F Scott Fitzgerald was over there and yeah. when Ernest Hemingway was hanging out over there and they were hanging out with Salvador Dali and it's just like, oh, all of the greatest writers and artists of all time just hanging out in in Paris. Mm. Uh, all at the same time. It's like, oh man, that was the time to be alive. If only, if only. And then he, like, through the magic of walking the streets of uh, Paris at midnight, Becomes he, that. He, f- he finds himself back in the 20s, only to find out that the people in the 20s are like, oh, if only, if only I lived in the future in 1900. Oh, that I see. was the time to be alive. And then they, and like then you're always thinking they, back. Exactly, too. they eventually go back to that time, and then it's like, oh, if only I lived in the 1850s. Huh. And it's like so. There's like this, this, this like uh, fallacy that I think we all feel to some degree of like, oh, the like the past at some point in time like was better. They they had something figured out, but but I think the reality is that we're all like the same. We're it's all different. the same. Yeah, we're yeah. the pe- the people of the past. Even the distant past, like, aren't that much different. Like we're all humans, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I, I, I think that that's a very, it's a very good movie. It's a very funny movie. Should look into it.